Nuclear proliferation. Global pandemic. Famine. Environmental genocide. War. Mankind teeters on the brink of a second dark age. Everywhere you turn, chaos, anarchy, and shadow. In these bleak days, under the fading light, where businesses and the little guy are left for dead on the side of the byway, and people cry out for the rule of law, humanity is at a breaking point where there is no light at the end of the tunnel, and everything good seems to have been barred, or banned, or barred. Two men offer up their voices in the darkness, a shining beacon leading the huddled masses into the safe harbor of good business practices and occasional time travel. Here are your hosts, the Sirens of Sanity, David Pridham, and L. Bradley Sheaf. Well, there it is, Brad. Genesis, Phil Collins, Land of Confusion, great 1980s uh, hit. Some would say number one hit. I'm not sure. I haven't I haven't Googled it, but we'll get to that. Uh, but uh, great video depicting uh, Ronald Reagan in a negative light. Good for them. But I will say we, my friend, are living in a land of confusion. Well, listen, I mean, anyone who would associate the Reagan years with a land of confusion must truly be beside themselves now. I mean, if you, oh, yeah. if you didn't like Reagan, you must be looking for a beam that will support your weight at this point. That's a fact. Well, we'll welcome everyone to IP Frequently, the number one business podcast in America for the fourth straight week. How exciting is that, Brad? And I will say part of my confusion comes from a text I got from you earlier today where you told me that your new pronouns are few and other. Uh, I don't remember sending that text, but I'll go with that. Few and other. Yeah, and few and other are are, are good. They're, they're, no one can criticize that. No, is the few the first person pronoun? Would I say few is here? Or is that few, like second person? With respect to you, it's first. So if I say like few is hungry, you would know to get me a snack. Yeah, we'll put those pronouns up on the uh, social media. Hopefully they won't be banned or barred from social media, but we're excited about that. Um, we're excited about the fact that we both got our um, vaccine passports now, Brad, so we can freely move through society without being shamed or vilified. Like a shadow with our, you know, both of us double injected with whatever's in those vaccines. And uh, yeah, I mean, thank God, because if we were a five-year-old autistic kid, we still couldn't get on a plane because, you know, we wouldn't be wearing our mask. Yeah. I don't know how those, I literally don't know how those people go home and get in bed and sleep at night. You're jacked up if you can kick a five-year-old autistic kid off of an airplane because they won't wear a mask. Brad, it's about the greater good, even if the greater good isn't served necessarily by the act that you're pushing. Yeah, it's Follow just that. cowardice. You know, every time you ask one of these airline jackholes about it, it's like, oh, well, it's a, it's a federal mandate. Shut up, you bitch. Yeah. Oh, someone's someone's come with the six shooters today. 
well, I just, I can't stand it. I just can't stand it. So I look, if an adult who understands the rules and chooses not to comply with them, Hey, don't fly on an airplane. But if you're a family, you already are dealing with a special needs child and all you want to do is get home and some jackal marches himself onto a plane and announces that your autistic child is not going to be allowed to fly. And then when you ask why, they say, well, I mean, you know, he's not wearing a mask. It's a federal mandate. It is a it is a federal mandate. They just released a commercial that I saw uh, where a bunch of quote unquote medical professionals are telling people that uh, they're stupid if they don't get the vaccine. The next thing you know, kids are going to be forced to take the vaccine, even though they can't get it and they can't give it. Sure. You should be free to say, no, I'm not doing it. He doesn't care if he's getting the shot. If he was all about the shot, give you two shots. That's it. No, it's like, I like this pronouns, pick your own pronouns thing. Yeah, I know. I'm going to have to get on mine. I'm going to need a week to study. Yeah. Well, take your time with it. I mean, there's no hurry and it's a big decision, but I like mine so far. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll just choose a preposition. There you go. Any place the squirrel can go. You could be under. Yeah. Bye. Bye. No, be you want to be careful with You want to be careful with bye, my friend. Where are you going with that few? <laughs> well, Brad, uh, exciting things have happened this week. Uh, first up, POTUS loses his mask. In that great video, stirring video, the president of the United States, Joe Biden, uh, find his mask and spent about two minutes at the podium, surrounded by a Secret Service and Dr. Jill Biden. Uh, and had lost his mask, couldn't find it. Of course, he's been fully vaccinated. He's outside, surrounded by other people who have been fully vaccinated, 20 feet from the nearest person who potentially wasn't vaccinated, uh, still had to find the mask, couldn't find the mask. And then after two minutes of a real struggle, right, a real struggle, uh, found it in his coat pocket. And triumphantly waved it over his head. You got to remember, this is the guy who theoretically will decide whether or not we nuke someone. Yeah. And he flat out panicked when he couldn't find his mask. And, and if he cared that much about all he had to do was turn around to the nearest Secret Service agent and say, hey, my friend, can you grab me a mask? I, I seem to have misplaced mine. But he literally panicked in the face of, which I, you know, I think we can all agree is a, is, a, is a critical incident. I can't find my mask. Well, we'll move on from POTUS losing his mask because promptly after he put the mask on, he visited our dear old friends, the Carters, who appear to be quite different than the last time we saw them. And POTUS um, happily took off his mask to go indoors to visit the 90 plus year old uh, Carter and his wife, uh, lovely Rosalind Carter. Yeah, um, because don't science, worry, masks. Science. But uh, I mean, Brad, maybe you can help me with that photo. It seems like there's a lot going on in that in that photo, but it seems as though either Joe Biden grew and Dr. Jill or the Carters were shrunk. Well, but hopefully our uh, our very professional producer can tweet out or Insta face out as as you know, it's on my wheelhouse links to this picture, because if you're listening to this and for some strange reason, you have not seen this picture, which was not pirated. I mean, this was a picture that my understanding is was formally produced for public consumption by the Carters um, is it's bizarre. I don't know how else to describe it. I mean, it looks like Jimmy and Rosalind Carter 
have both been hit by a shrink ray, but whoever was aiming the shrink ray did not get Jimmy's feet in the ray because those are still, you know, regular adult size, but those two are no more than three foot tall. And Joe Biden is like the size of Andre, the giant. He's kneeling by a chair, by like a, like an easy chair in which Roslyn is sitting theoretically a full size adult chair and if he were to stand up, that chair would come to like the middle of his thigh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, quickly, Brad, RIP Corner this week. We've lost two great uh, American uh, institutions. First, the great character actress, Olympia Dukakis, cousin of Michael the Duke Dukakis, who I believe is still with us. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kitty, I don't think it is, or maybe she is, um, not sure. But Olympia Dukakis, best known for her um, portrayal of, um, uh, I, I'm not sure what she's been in. I, I think she was in that Julia Roberts movie. So RIP Olympia Dukakis, we're not exactly sure what you were in, but you will be missed. And then the second big institution that's gone, the Bill and Melinda Gates marriage, Brad, gone over. They issued a joint press release saying that they have mutually decided to end their marriage. But that that is a a fact of life in modern day America. And don't forget, uh, William Gates is one of the people shaming others into um, taking the vaccine. Don't forget that. Well, you know what's interesting? That that leads to the next topic, which is this whole InstaFace thing, right? So this week, the um, Supreme Court of Facebook got together and decided that Facebook's ban of former President Donald Trump was justified and it could continue, right? And so what this is, it's a group of several hundred people at Facebook that uh, decide, um, make the decisions as to what content we get to see and what content we don't get to see. I guess I don't know how to approach the outrage, right? Like, you know, you will occasionally see in the news, well, more than occasionally, you know, somebody almost always, although I certainly can't say always, but almost always a conservative somebody who says, hey, Twitter shut down my account. It's unconstitutional. You know, this, that, and the other thing. Near as I can tell, and I'm no expert on this, but near as I can tell, Twitter is a private business. And that, that, if you choose to make to give them the power to control your ability to communicate, then you've done that to yourself, right? I mean, I, I don't, I, 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 I don't, I don't understand this idea that somehow Twitter it's unconstitutional for Twitter to shut down your account. I mean, the Constitution applies to acts by the government, right? And so. It's it's not unconstitutional, I don't think. Again, I'm not a lawyer. You can correct me. I, you, you've been to law school. I don't think it's unconstitutional for Twitter to say, hey, you know what? We're a private business, and we, we choose not to have you as a client. Yeah, you know, I, I certainly agree with that, Brad, but I think the, the problem is that people don't realize all of the information they're giving up to belong to Facebook, to belong to the Instagram, to belong to the Twitter, even Google, Gmail. I mean, you basically sign your life away. Maybe what we should do and maybe what the Fed should do is waive the IP rights of these tech companies 
and just give away their patent rights to anyone that uh, wants to compete, which is the next big story, right? Uh, the Biden IP waivers for those companies that have developed the COVID vaccines and basically allowing uh, generic companies and pretty much any other company that wants to take a stab at manufacturing some of these very complicated vaccines, allowing them to do it without violating patent rights. Or it potentially seems- trade secrets. This TRIPS thing, and I think you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think it's trade related aspects of intellectual property. I think that is what TRIP stands for, although I don't know why there's an A in there and there's not an A in the acronym. But it's 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 a tempest in a teapot. It's much to do about nothing. You can't, you know, primarily it's India and South Africa. They want waivers to the IP. They're, Moderna, Pfizer, and I think Johnson Johnson have all come out and said, well, look, we don't have patents in India or South Africa on the COVID stuff. So we're, we're waiving nothing. The trade secrets thing is alarming, but if I understand it correctly, they're not compelling anyone to give up their trade secrets. What I think people don't understand about TRIPS is it's a country to country pact, right? Or a treaty. If you do five minutes worth of research, you'll find that it's not intellectual property rights. They're standing in the way of any of these other countries making their own vaccines. They don't have the technology. They don't have the materials. They don't have the the systems in place to move the raw materials around as necessary. It's just those are the and not to mention the fact that, you know, half of these governments are just crooked, although we're probably living in a glass house there at this point. But I mean, it's not the IP rights that are a problem. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's it, it's not IP is not a barrier to entry at all. My bigger concern is that this becomes a precedent for something else. Right. Sure. But that's the Biden. That's the Biden. Uh, the Biden way. Yeah. Don't focus on actually solving the problem. Next, uh, Brad, we've got uh, the, as you can tell by the bellowing music in the background, the spooky uh, sci-fi music. We've got the Venera Chronicles. So, in any event, Brad, Venera Five is upon us um, mm. uh, again. Um, Yanadi Ganayan, the great. Russian oligarch and astronaut was instrumental here. Um, This uh, launch was one that uh, also took place in the 1960s, the summer of love, 1969. Although it took place in January, it was summer down under. Venera 5 was launched from a uh, Sputnik rocket towards Venus. There was a mid-course maneuver and by March, the probe uh, was released towards the planet Venus and it entered the atmosphere and it sent readouts for 53 minutes before it was eviscerated by the um, temperature on the planet Venus. Hmm. 53 minutes, huh? Every 45 seconds for 53 minutes, it sent some data. And there are some that doubt this, Brad. Some people say it was just sent to the uh, uh, Las Vegas desert. Anyway, uh, that is Venera 5. Next week, we'll go on to Venera 6. And at some point, Brad, I have to assume that uh, the Russians are going to be meeting uh, extraterrestrials. Well, let's hope. I mean, they're putting a lot of effort into this thing. Let's hope. Uh, Next, Brad, we've got the um, much-heralded return of Time Machine. It's actually been rebranded as TikTok Time Machine for this week by the boys in the band. Ah, downtown, okay. Downtown. Can we do that? Is that like a is TikTok, like a trademark or something? I guess we'll find I, out. I think we just spell it with two Ks and then we're good. Okay. 
Um, so TikTok time machine, you know, the rules, uh, we send other back in time to a period, not of his choosing, uh, lubed up, um, uh, Terminator style, al fresco, al dente, however you want to put it, uh, with nothing more than a four pack of Zima and an attitude. Oh yeah. Few's got an attitude. Yeah. So uh, we are we are sending few slash other back to May 3rd, 2021. Wow. Don't don't need much of a time machine for that, do we? Uh, So going back to uh, Dearborn, Michigan, to Starbucks. Oh, all right. And I don't know if you know, Few, about the TikTok uh, craze going on with Starbucks. Have you heard about that? No. Uh, So the new TikTok thing, and again, TikTok is the big social media app everyone is talking about, other than Few and other. Um, So uh, the the new craze is to go in and, you know, the mobile ordering app at the Starbucks? Mm -hmm. That I do know. So what you do is you order something from Starbucks and you make it such a long order. This is the TikTok game, right? Okay. You make it such a long order that it's going to take about a half hour to make and they have to make it, right? They have to make it and it's going to piss a bunch of people off. And then you take a picture of it and you put it up in the TikTok. Good Lord. Yeah. See, so this is, this is, this is, this is, you know, well, listen, listen, don't prejudge, don't prejudge other, other few. Yes. Don't prejudge. You're no, not, I'm we're not, not done yet. Okay. So you're going back in time about a week. Mm-hmm. You're in line waiting for your Starbucks. You got your four Zimas. Mm-hmm. And Edward has ordered before you. Mm. And Edward has ordered, and I will quote, a venti caramel crunch frappuccino with five shots of banana syrup, extra caramel drizzle, extra whipped cream, extra ice, extra cinnamon dolce toppings, <laughs> seven pumps of additional dark caramel sauce, extra caramel crunch, one pump honey blend, extra salted butter, five pumps frappuccino roasted coffee, seven additional frappuccino chips, heavy cream, two chocolate chips, double blended. Edward's getting a Zima bottle upside his head. That's Fuse, getting, Fuse getting arrested this night. That's fine. I mean, I'm al fresco anyway. I got four Zima. I can use one of them to clock Edward. I still got three left. And then while he's lying there wondering what happened, I can order a drip coffee, which is what I would do. So I'm good. I feel good about this. This is one of the better time travel experiences I've had, actually. Uh, finally, Brad, uh, at the end, we always have to go to home base the bronze Stevie award-winning bard or band. Ah, yes. And as you know, the state of California has been shut down for about a year and a half uh, because of the COVID. They've just reopened Disneyland. And one of the things they did is redone that, um, the Snow White ride, the big, uh, the big uh, uh, Snow White uh, mine ride. Um, But it's now being protested. And there are people saying it should be barred or banned whichever the worst one is the higher level of ramifications um, because at the end of the ride, uh, the Prince kisses snow white, right? So, and she's asleep. As you know, you've read the story, you've seen the movie. Yeah. Yeah. She's asleep. And that is a non kiss buddy. It's true. It's it's not. That's what breaks the spell. Yeah. 
Yeah, they what they say is it uh, cannot possibly be true love. And I'm quoting, if only one person knows it's happening, it is um, uh, not consensual, uh, uh, non-consensual sexual maneuver, and it should be barred. And so the San Francisco Chronicle has written this, and they've taken the position that this needs to come down. This is a, a, a form of potential rape, and it should not be condoned. I'm sure you're telling the truth, right? Like even two years ago, I would have said, oh, come on, David, you're you're pulling my chain. But not in 2021. I'm sure that's true. The San Francisco Chronicle is a joke, um, but I, I don't dispute that they probably wrote this or published it. And they're technically wrong, right? So this is the beauty of a fictional depiction of something you jackasses. So merely by this, so we all know if you've read the book, watched the movie, been on the ride, you know that as a result of the kiss, Snow White wakes up. She only wakes up if it is in fact true love's kiss. So guess what, San Francisco Chronicle? You can suck it. Suck it. It's a double suck it from few slash other. And you know what? I'm, I'm very happy we did this today. I'm very happy this came up because we were going to go down a rabbit hole talking about Donny Hathaway music, right? And yeah. instead, we're over here talking about Snow White. And if these crazy liberals had their way, she would still be asleep, Brad, in a coma. I'll tell you what, other, it has been an honor and a privilege. And once again, I think we've uh, done all we could do here, other. I agree. I'm looking forward to your selection of pronouns in the next week or so. It's kind of a fun thing to be able to do. And we'll look forward to seeing everyone back next week, whether we see you here in our studio audience or we're just aware of your presence out there on the shortwave radio. Tell you what, everybody pick your pronouns, tweet them in. Maybe David picks from that list, right? But regardless, we'll see you back here in a week on IP Frequently. This has been IP Frequently. Once again, clearing a forest of lies with the machete of truth. You're welcome.